Welcome to The Way Church. We're glad you're joining us for today's message. For sermon notes, service times, and more information, check us out online at thewaychurchva.com. Now let's join Pastor Matt Rothy with this week's message. I realize some of you may have heard this story before, so please bear with me, humor me, I am going somewhere with it, okay? It was about a week and a half ago when my wife and I welcomed our daughter and welcomed her, well, she made quite an entrance when she did. We went out to the car to go to the hospital. We started backing out of the car, or the car out of the garage slowly, And that's when Emily looked at me and stated, my water broke, this is happening now. But I was a little bit of a doubting Thomas. I said, no, at least in my head, I said, no, this is not happening now. Just wait, we'll get to the hospital. We pulled out a little further still, about halfway in the garage, halfway in the driveway. And that's when Emily said, the head is out. And I was doubting Thomas no longer because I saw and I believed. Why do I ever question my wife? In telling what happened next, I I could describe to you how my wife's cool, calm, collective demeanor was impressively on display, even as she gave birth in our driveway. I could tell you about the jolt of adrenaline I felt as I got out of the car and it was as though my feet were lifted as on clouds as I ran around to assist my wife in delivering our child. But I'll just say this. God is so good. God is so good for, for blessing that moment and, and making everything okay. And and God is so good for for blessing us with that moment. You know, one of those from now on moments. One of those moments where, where time seems to stand still. One of those moments where nothing else seems to matter except for this. This that is right in front of you. Beautifully, wonderfully, this. All other competing priorities fade into non-existence. There's no time to ask questions, what should I do, or, or even worry. Just this. One of those from now on moments that after experiencing what happened there or who happened there, everything changes. You change. Those moments they're rare, aren't they? Then again, maybe there's, they're not. Over the past week and a half, Emily and I have enjoyed getting to share that experience, that moment with friends and family. But can I tell you something that I, I haven't really discussed with too many people? And that's this. A little bit of a secret. I am completely unqualified to deliver babies. 
Maybe that comes as a surprise to you, but I am not a board-certified doctor. I have no nursing degrees. I have a theology degree and a liberal arts degree. Perhaps at no other moment in my life have I been completely as unqualified as I was in that moment. That's actually not quite true. There's other moments where I feel completely unqualified. It wasn't just when I was assisting with delivering my daughter. It was just a moment ago, feeling completely unqualified to baptize my daughter. It's a feeling of unqualified really every single Sunday, when I stand up here and I say to all of you, by Christ's command and by his authority, I forgive you all your sins. I feel unqualified when I handle the body and blood of our Savior and hand it to you. But it's not just what I do up here. It's, it's really in every area of my life as a Christian I feel unqualified to sit down in, in coffee shops and in the home of friends and, and look at Scripture and say, thus says the Lord. I feel unqualified to, to talk to my neighbor and tell them good news, good news about sins forgiven, the comfort God gives. Can I tell you why? Can I tell you why I feel completely unqualified in those areas? This one's maybe not as much of a surprise, but it's because I'm a sinful man. A sinful father telling his daughter, all her sins are washed away. A sinful pastor saying, your sins are forgiven. Sinful hands handing you the body and blood of Christ sinful lips, speaking sacred truths to other people. No, if, if I am unqualified to deliver babies, and I am, I am infinitely more unqualified to deliver God things, to deliver good news to people. With Peter, it's enough to say, go away from me, Lord, I am a sinful man. Come on. Tell me you can relate. Call it the Christian imposter syndrome, but have you been in those moments? Moments where you're doing good, godly things. You're doing Christ-like things because moved by the love of Christ, you want to do them. You want to sit down with your husband, your wife, and your children and talk about Scripture. You want to, to look at your friend and comfort them with the comfort that only God's Word can give. And you do. You say, I forgive you to your friends and your family. And you tell them, not only do I forgive you, but Jesus forgives you and I love you and, and so does he. You carve out time in the noisy schedule that you have, quiet time to just sit and read God's word. 
You pray. And then you remember that. That secret. Can we talk about your dirty little secret too? You're a sinful woman. You're a sinful man. And that truth is is not just matter of fact, ho-hum. No, that truth smacks you and leaves you feeling rather dumb at the most unpleasant times. It's when you're just getting used to your justification, getting used to the fact that you are declared righteous before God, just getting used to the fact that you can and should and do live in the joy of sins forgiven and the peace that comes from that, peace which transcends understanding. And then maybe it's the proverbial devil on your shoulder or the very real devil that's in the world. Don't forget it. You are a sinner. Perhaps there's such these moments in your life where you feel completely unqualified. And it's enough, right? It's enough to make you, with Peter, drop on your knees and say, Lord, go away. I'm a sinful man. I'm a sinful woman. But you do know what Jesus said to Peter, right? You do know what Jesus says to you, right? You say, go away from me, Lord. I'm a sinner. And Jesus says, no. (laughs) No, I, I won't do that. In fact, I never will do that. Not once. Friends, realize what Peter realized in in one of those from now on moments in his life. You see, Peter knew Jesus before Luke chapter 5. He had been following him around. And in fact, our lesson even told us that he listened to him preach and speak. And he, he knew about who Jesus was. But you see, what Jesus did was draw him even deeper into a realization of who this was by sending him out to do what Peter thought was impossible, to go and catch fish after catching nothing. No, he filled his boats with fish, but he filled his life with more than that. He filled him with the full realization that this is God. This is is the one who is immeasurably powerful. This is the one who can do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. And you want to know what it did to Peter. It drove him to his knees in confession before this holy God. I am a sinner. You want to know what Jesus said? Don't be afraid. Lord, go away from me. What Jesus said to Peter is what he says to you. I won't do that. (laughs) Not once, not ever. Lord, go away. I've done some bad things. No, I will not leave you, even if it means, and it does, that I have to die for you. Jesus, do not be afraid. I love you. Do not be afraid. I forgive you for all your sins. 
Jesus said, do not be afraid. I will forgive your future as I have your past. You are mine. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, Pastor, Peter has this bended knee confession where he says he's sinful. Jesus doesn't say all of that. (laughs) Jesus just said, don't be afraid. From now on, you will fish for people. Where's the forgiveness in that? In the commissioning, in the mission sending that Jesus gave to Peter are the very words of absolution and forgiveness of sins that he gives to all of us. You say that my sins make me unqualified. Jesus says, I have forgiven you your sins and called you to speak a message of sins forgiven. You say, my identity is that I am a sinner before a holy God. Jesus says, I have wiped the slate clean. Your sins are forgiven. Your identity is completely the opposite of sinner. You are a saint. You are my child. You are my son. You are my daughter. I mean, think about it this way. Would Jesus call somebody, commission somebody, partner with somebody on the mission with whom he was still mad at because of their sins? He doesn't do that. What he first does is completely forgive all of your sins. And in the same breath in which he boldly declares that your sins are forgiven and he declares the bold reality that this is who you are, he sends you out to boldly declare the exact same message. Do not be afraid. Your sins are forgiven. There is no fear in life or death because you stand here in the presence of Christ from now on. From now on. Here it's, It's one of those moments, again, one of those moments where time seems to stand still, one of those moments where where nothing else seems to matter except for this, what's happening right in front of you, one of those moments that, that completely changes you. From now on, the unqualified is qualified. Maybe. Maybe my wife and I had one of those moments, and and that was merely just being in the presence of new life, our daughter. Peter had one of those moments. Peter had one of those moments, and it was because he was in the presence of God, the one and only who can give new life, and when he speaks realities, new realities results. I mean, we could spend a lifetime looking at this text. We could spend a lifetime looking at what happened to Peter. And would we understand, would we understand the disappointment that he felt when he had been working hard all night, all night and caught nothing? Would we understand maybe the perplexity, the puzzlement that went through Peter's mind when Jesus a carpenter, by the way, said to four expert fishermen, nah, 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 just row out and, and do it again, this time in deeper water. And Peter goes, doesn't work that way. Would we understand the, the faith to look at that and say, okay, because you said it, Jesus, 
I'll do it. We understand if we looked at this moment, our whole lives, what Peter experienced, a jolt of adrenaline when they caught such a large number of fits that their nets began to break. So they signed their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled the boat so full that they began to sink. Could we, could we relate to what happened next? Peter's bended knee confession, standing to hear those words. And then verse 11, just pulling their boats up on shore, leaving everything and following. You say, well, they didn't leave anything. They're already following them. No, did you know that a study came out in which modern experts in this area measured boats that they have found in this area, measured nets, rebuilt them and tested them and computed and figured out exactly how much we can estimate their catch was worth in modern money. They walked away from a multi-million dollar haul of fish, not to mention the equipment and the boats, and they just followed Jesus. Why? Is one of those from now on moments. <laughs> Suffice it to say, it was one of those moments where for Peter, time stood still. Where for Peter, nothing else mattered. All other priorities, they were non-existent. There was only this, this beautifully, wonderfully in front of him, Christ. Christ for him. Christ forgiveness for him. And Christ's call. Christ's call to go and fish for people. Tell them the good news. Sins are forgiven. There is no fear. And so he went. One of those moments where from now on, the unqualified, completely unqualified, is uniquely qualified by the one who speaks realities into existence. I asked you if, if those moments are really all that rare. I asked you if you could relate to Peter. I know you can. I know you can because you've experienced those from now on moments. You experienced a moment like that in the waters of your baptism when, when that water washed over you and the forgiveness of sins was given to you by Christ himself and a voice from heaven ripped open to say to you, you are my daughter. You are my son. With you, I am well pleased. You experience those moments all the time. Whenever two or three or 40 or 50 or 60 gather together around God's words and sacraments and angels watch. They watch God's people receive forgiveness, receive forgiveness of sins that is theirs in Christ. Friends, you receive moments like that whenever a pastor who is not qualified on his own, but is qualified and called by God speaks forgiveness to you and the weight of your guilt and shame lifts off your shoulders because you know those sins were on his 
You experience moments like this every time the body and blood of your Lord touches your lips and not only cleans your mouth, but cleans you anew, inside and out, making you holy and perfect and blameless. Friends, don't miss these moments for what they are. These are from now on moments. From now on moments where time stands still. Where, where nothing else seems to matter and all other priorities fall away. But there's just this. Beautifully and wonderfully this. And then we get up and we go. We get up and we go. And from now on, the unqualified, completely unqualified, are uniquely qualified to be messengers of their Lord and Savior. Do not be afraid. Your sins are forgiven. Go fish for people.